Hi everyone and welcome back to the Parma podcast. I am James Prescott, your host. Welcome to the show. It's really great to be with you all and uh, I'm really uh, great. I'm really glad you're here. And so today we have a new guest on the show. I'm really excited to um, talk to him. Uh, he is a photographer and he's also uh, a board member of Asexual Outreach and uh, a member of the Pennsylvania Commission on LGBTQ Affairs um and has got a great story to tell us so uh, welcome to the show marshall uh thank you for having me yeah it's really great to have you um yeah i got introduced to you by a mutual friend of ours um l rose who's who's been on this show a few times and will be again um and uh you're part of the uh, asexual community the ace community um and because it's um it's the day of asexual awareness. Is that correct? Is that right? Uh, International Asexuality Day. That's it. International Asexuality Day. That was well. By the time this goes out, this will be that will be this will be last week. But um, but I wanted to kind of um, acknowledge that as somebody who is demisexual myself, so on the ace spectrum myself, I think it, it's really important to raise awareness and just to share stories of people who. Um, only a spectrum and um, have that lived experience so thanks for coming on um so just tell us a bit of tell us a bit about yourself and your story well um for those who don't know me i was born in the 1990s specifically 1993 um i am a resident of the united states um pennsylvania to be exact and i spent most of my um childhood Typical childhood, uh, outside friends, et cetera, et cetera. Um, school. Well, I was homeschooled from third grade on to graduation. Um, pretty much didn't really. Um, I think my teenage my teenage years were a little bit different from from a lot of people, and that's what led me into um, where we are now. Is there anything? I mean, what in particular was was different about it? Is there anything that Anything that you can share that, like about about those those times that made it a bit more challenging. Well, a lot of people um, my age at the time they were into like dating. Everyone else was talk about um, sex stuff like that. Um, but that wasn't my um, thing. I was kind of like I was more worried about um, I was more worried about video games. <laughs> more worried about. Um, like the next episode of there's a show, there's a show called Revolution. Um, it was about it was about a post-apocalyptic world. It was one of my favorites, but I spent more time on those type of things, like my favorite TV shows, stuff like that. And sex was the last thing um, I was thinking about. And I think that was the hint that I was sex repulsed. Um, mm. And I didn't know the language to describe how I felt and when people just assumed that I was straight, I didn't really feel comfortable. Um, or I didn't really, I knew I wasn't straight, but I didn't, I knew also knew I wasn't gay, but I didn't have a name for it. Hmm. So. Yeah. I, I know what you mean actually. Cause I mean, when I was a teenager, I didn't, <coughs> I didn't, I think I just, I think, I had crushes because I thought I was meant to have them rather than like, you know, actually wanting them. And yeah. I never thought about sex as a teenager, really. Um, 
I mean, that's partly because I was in the church and, you know, it was like no sex before marriage. But part of it was just I wasn't that interested. Like, you know, I was more into like my TV shows and movies and things like that. I was like really into all of that and my comic books as well. I read loads of comic books. And, uh, yeah, I never thought about it at the time, but you're right. You know, it's kind of that is because you because it's just your norm. Yes. You don't think it's different, and you don't then. And then you realize other people are, are different, and they're all obsessed with sex, <laughs> like, and they're talking about it all the time and making dirty jokes and stuff. And you're like, not really in on it because it's not like a thing for you, right? Yeah, it, your experience. It wasn't. Um, the The good thing is, I didn't. I didn't have parents that, um, say, pressured me into having like relationships or friends. That well, there are some people who. We'd be like, you should start dating. You should start this, but I just did not. And again, they remind people that you can be asexual, and you can still date. You can still have sex. Um, mm. But I happen to fall on the very, 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 very end spectrum of asexuality, where I was not into into those things. Um, but um, but it didn't. It took me until my early twenties to have my sister in law. Um, Tell, when I was trying to come up, come out to her that maybe you're this, and I googled it, and I was like, "Yep, that's definitely me." Hmm. Yeah. How did it feel that, like, when you when you first realized what you what you were, like, what was the what was your kind of what was your feeling when that when that hit you? Definitely a, a lot free a freeing. Um, definitely something. It was almost like winning a lottery, um, but. I the only thing I was particularly worried about is if there um if I was gonna be able to find more people like me and that's when I started looking up um, different Facebook groups on social on social media on um, where you can meet people like myself and of course I found a few of them and it was um definitely a journey um, after coming out because it was just one of those things where I spent my entire teens um. Having living under people's assumptions, and just thinking that that there's not a name for myself, and that had me thinking that maybe like not almost playing into not almost playing into those uh, assumptions, but kind of like thinking maybe I should start dating and stuff. But later on, I was kind of like, why should I listen to people, and why should I um, follow what other people want me to do? But at the same time, I didn't have I didn't have a name name for how what I was feeling my entire life. So it that was definitely when I found when my sister in law gave me that um the information about it, that was definitely one of those things where I was like, finally I could actually breathe. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There is a sense of yeah, I, I definitely resonate with that. That it's kinda of like Oh, that's such a relief. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't have to be what everyone else has kept telling me that I have to be for the last whatever years, you know, when you kind of like, Oh, it's okay to be like I am. Yes. You especially, know? especially growing up in, um, I ethnically I'm, um, African American where culturally there is, there is an expectation of getting married at some time, having kids. Hmm. And it's slowly change. It's changing. Um, as time goes on, especially with Gen Z, um, coming up, um, it's those cultural uh, norms are actually, being um this dismantled if that makes sense yeah yeah um, and at, 
and it's definitely some. It's definitely a. I think that's what also makes me feel freer, in the sense of coming out now, as opposed of when I did it when it was still kind of not in this era. Um, but it's definitely a lot more. It's definitely easier, but not not one hundred percent easy to still navigate. Not just in my cultural space, but just any space in this country. Yeah, because I mean, I I, I'm, I live in um, in England, um, and it's kind of the. I mean, we're not quite as conservative as the states, obviously, but like, there's still a lot of lack of awareness, I would say, about you know asexuality and um, the asexual spectrum, and um, and certainly demisexuality as well. Like um, that's. You know, because being demisexual myself, um, I just want to should explain to listeners if you, if you're not aware, demisexual is um, when you don't feel sexual attraction to somebody until you form a strong bond with them. Yes. Um, so, like, you know, I, you know, I'm 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 currently in a relationship, but it's um, there was no sexual attraction at all until we kind of really grew close to each other, right? So it wasn't like. Uh, and that's just normal for me, right? Uh, so I, I don't know what it's like to look at a person and feel sexual attraction for them without even knowing them. Yes. Like that's I can, but I can find someone aesthetically attractive, like aesthetically pleasing, but not sexually attractive. Like until I really know them. Like so, it's uh, and it is a different thing to um, heterosexuality. It is, uh, and it's it's on the asexual spectrum because you don't feel sexual attraction unless you actually get close to somebody, which is a very different yeah. thing. And I see, I thought that was normal until I realized what, what demisexuality was, you know? And um, yeah. So I didn't, uh, I didn't even know um, until, until I was like, somebody made me aware, like somebody made you aware. Yeah. It's the same, you know? Um, and it was actually quite, quite liberating um, as well. Um, it definitely can be. Um so what's your journey been since then, since you kind of realized that you were asexual and like finding community and finding relationships as in terms of friendships and, you know, that kind of thing? How has, what's that journey been like? Uh, it's definitely interesting. Uh, when I came out, I started to go to like um, LGBTQI plus bars and stuff. But um, I think that experience led me into like activism and speaking out more about my experiences where a lot of people were very surprised that I would actually just get, get all out there in terms of activism when it comes to asexuality because I've always been the person that was kind of like shy and not like outspoken like that. But um, I think seeing, I think experiencing ace phobia in, uh, oh, sorry, trigger warning, uh, ace phobia in, in queer spaces and even in straight spaces, I really, that really pushed me to, not wanting other people to experience what I experienced. Um, it, and it really, it, not to say that it made it extremely difficult finding um, relationships within the community, um, but it definitely made me not as, like, it made me uh, settle back in terms of, like, staying online and find relationships through there in terms of, like, Facebook groups. And stuff like that, but not out. I mean, out in like physical space. But that's kind of slowly changing now that I've attended like pride events, where in my local, my local, uh, my hometown, where 
and, and the first pride I went to, there was no ace, uh, ace flags, um, sold at the event and not hanging. But as time uh, as time grew, um, by the most recent pride I went to, which was last year, the ace flags actually sold out. That's awesome. Which is like, which is like very, which is very encouraging that people are like learning more about asexuality. People, are, people are learning more about um the bisexuality and how vast the spectrum of asexuality is. Mm, um, absolutely, yeah. Um, that's great. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I did. It's just because there is a, there has been a lot of I didn't I, mean, I didn't even know what ace phobia was at the start with until um, some friends of mine told me what it was and I I, I couldn't believe it at first that. That the you know the LGBTQIA community would be would be divided like that like, um, but it's a real thing, isn't it? I mean, what like, what kind of thing? What what, what does that look like for some people? I mean, I was just trigger trigger warning, obviously, but yeah, uh, what does that look like for some people? That phobia. Uh, from my uh, from my perspective, I, for instance, in a situation where I was on my city's um, advisory board, I actually there's one of the reasons why I quit my advisory board in the city. Where basically we look into the uh, look into the well being of the queer community in my hometown. Um, there was one person on there particularly who gave me a call outside of these meetings, where um, she was very like, oh, she was like, I just wanted to call you about something, which it was something completely different from asexuality. We, she wasn't calling; she was calling me about an assignment. And as before I hung up, she mentions that uh, when I met you, I just thought it was weird that we had to have someone on the board that doesn't have sex and i'm like and my and i i screamed i, I said i said to her i mean i said to her immediately that that's not what asexuality is very asexual people who have sex but it's just again it's a wide spectrum i'm not i'm not one i'm not um i'm not really i'm i'm between sex and different and sex repulsed if that makes sense um yeah. even, even that is the spe- spectrum but it was enraging for someone to ca- uh, call me and tell me and they, they just assumed that this what asexuality is. Then I've had experiences at um, Pride where someone thought asexuality was not having relationships, and I had to explain to them again that it's just having little to absent sexual attraction to other people, and it's mm. a spectrum. And they still didn't they still didn't care to. Um, to get to know more about our commu- our communities, but ace phobia is a vast it's a vast experience um, because sometimes it's it's you can it's very like microaggression like to hmm. very like blatant like there's been times where someone's been to my face and kind of like. Um, Almost like the attitude of "Why are you here? It's not for you." To, oh, well, I hope that I hope that heals or get that fixed. I'm kind of like that's not how it works, and it's not illness. It's not illness. No, it's not. <laughs> Absolutely, you're right. It's not an illness at all. It's just uh, just the way some people are. That's and that's it. And there's nothing wrong with it. Like you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. In fact, I'm I'm quite grateful that I'm demisexual. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't want to, you know, be a, be heterosexual and, and be sexually attracted to everybody. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I don't know how. Like my like even my um siblings were kind of like, 
how how does that feel like how like, not how, I mean, how does it feel to not do that or my cousins and they're it's kind of like it's just who i am it's just how i was made and it's like it's i can't imagine how this be them but it's just like i'm very proud to be in the shoes i'm in and i think no i think like you shouldn't apologize for being um who you are um it's uh especially in the climate that we're in um, now, uh, it's very important to be proud of who you are in faith. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, no, everyone, should, nobody, everyone should be, nobody should be ashamed to be who they are. Uh, and that's, that's really important in the, in the whole LGBTQIA, you know, uh, conversation that everyone in that community should know, should have no shame of being who they are um, and no fear. Uh, and that everyone belongs and everyone is loved and accepted and belongs as they are and mm. um and uh, i think it's beautiful that there's so many different types of people in the world <laughs> you know like that's why i love the rainbow you know because it's just that that kind of every color is almost represented on there in a sense because you can get all different mixtures of colors if you blend some of those colors together they can make all the yeah. different flowers can come from that rainbow. Like it's, it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Yes, the world would be boring if it was. Uh, the world would be so boring if we were all the same. Like it's just like it's, it's nothing. It's not. There's nothing bad. It would be different. And I just think when people put on, like, the, like kind of like the facade of we're all the same. It's just they're not acknowledging that people experience different things and people, um had different experiences and it's just it's okay to be who you are um but it's just like it's it's very it, it, when people say when people say that it's very sad that it comes from people who are the majority of uh let's just say um assumingly the majority of the, of the world in terms of population um that they assume that we should all just like not speak about our experiences but it's just like how's that fair when you have the dom like the dominating uh, space on TV, um, books, uh, art, etc. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There's you're right, and there's, there's so there's not enough in there's not enough media about the asexual experience, is there? Like you know, we don't. There's not many movies about. I'd love to see a movie about an asexual with an asexual lead character, yes. right? Or an, or just a or a demisexual one, like or both. Just to help people like realize that this is part of their their reality that these people that we we live in we live in their world we exist you know and that we're part of the world and yes. our experiences are valid you know I think we need more of those more of those stories uh, in the world whether it's true stories or just fit or fiction stories but um, mm-hmm. like to so that we can just invite people into that experience and maybe help people realize that that's, that's who they are as well. Yeah. Because some people, like, I didn't even know this was a thing. Demisexuality was a thing until about three or four years ago. So like, um, and you know, I'm, I'm in my, like in my mid forties and I didn't know <laughs> until I was in my early forties until that I was demisexual. So, uh, yeah, it's just all these things can spread awareness and we need, we need more of that out in the world. Yes, it's, we we definitely come uh, some ways. Um, I think a lot. I think we're still recovering from. I, I don't know if you do, you. do you know the show House? 
the TV show House. Yes, I do know the show House. I haven't I haven't really watched it, but yeah. There's I know one, what it is. There is one um episode that is a thorn in the collective of ace of the ace community across the globe where the person had a it was a patient in a episode where they are asexual and basically house makes a bet with the doctor to find a quote-unquote cure for this person's issue and they gave this man they really gave this man a a brain a brain tumor to kind of like say see that's why he's the way he is and I'm like, yeah, this is not it at all. Like, no, that's awful. That makes me want to not watch that show. <laughs> you know, even my mom's a nurse. My mom's a nurse, and even when I told her that, she was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> but it's not how. It's not how it this works. Hmm. Uh, and it's just, that's it's stuff. And it's the problem is the. I guess the background of the show. Apparently, they were looking. They quote-unquote did the research, but apparently they didn't do enough, re- they didn't do enough research at all. Mm, they clearly didn't do any research if that's if that's what they think that comes from. You know, anyway, yeah, that's bizarre really. I, I, very sad. Um, but uh, and it just, that just adds to the point. We need positive representation yes. in wide, in you know, pop culture and media generally. Um, and it's amazing that in 2023 that it's that we're still in that place where we need where we need to do more of that. But yeah, that's the world we live in, I guess. But, yeah, uh, it's, it's a very sharp. It's definitely very sharp. Um, 2023 has just been a very interesting year so far in terms of representation, um, because of course what's what's happening across the world with um, you know people trying to push us back into the closet, um, but. But again, I think as always, we will definitely prevail at the end. Um, hopefully, with more representation on TV. Um, yeah. But I think one of my favorite, still to my to to date, one of my favorite representations of asexuality was Bojack Horseman. Uh, Todd Chavez, best from Bojack Horseman. Um, it it was really refreshing and it made me teary when I, when he, uh, when he walked into the ACE meetup, asexual meetup to see other uh, people in the community. And that was something I dreamed of for, for years. Um, I did get the chance to do that in real life with, um, um, the asexual goddess. Um, they're from Chicago and I had to visit Chicago. Um, and they decided to throw a, a picnic in the park overlooking the skyline of Chicago and mm. it was people from different parts of different um, parts of the community and I met I met a few other asexual people there asexual people there and it was it was one of the best things I've ever did um, did and very grateful for them to do that because it was something that I've been waiting for for years wow it's so great when people come together in community like that and you can just there's safety in that, isn't there? When you when you're with people that are the same um and have the same lived experience or similar um in community. Um yeah, that's powerful. Um so tell us a bit about some of the activism that you do, because you're on a couple of in a couple of groups that do a lot of um activism for LGBTQIA and especially uh, asexual yeah. people. So tell us a bit about that. 
Uh, I'm on the the community uh a community well the PA committee on LGBTQ affairs, um, in, in my state of Pennsylvania, and basically we look into like the well being of the community across my state, um, different events, et cetera, and it always gets busy around June when Pride is, Pride is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically. We usually do like a, a meetup across the, uh, different cities in the state. Uh, last year we did Erie, which is my hometown, and it was on. It was on. It was a very. It's very. It was a fun meetup, and basically, it was a chance for us to get to know the community here uh, in my hometown, and and outside of and outside of, kind of like. Um, we were still we're still recovering from we're still recovering from 2020, um, so a lot of people were very happy to be able to ch- uh, get together and have a chance to get to know each other and each other's activism, um, and also it's a good chance for me to represent asexual outreach to the um, community, so, um, because there are um, estimated around over 100,000 people 100,000 people who are ace in my state. Um, wow. Yeah. I got uh, I got the I got the PA I got the state to recognize Ace Week um, in 2020, uh, basically by proclamation from, from my governor. Wow, that's that's awesome. Yes. <laughs> that's really awesome. That's an incredible achievement. Yes, I, 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 it, it was it's it's a fun process. Um, the mail um, because 2020 was a a big mess. Um, they sent it. They sent it over the mail. Over the mail, they gave me a, a copy on in the email just in case if I couldn't get the physical copy on time. So I posted it on Twitter, uh, and I've been able to get it. I've been able to get Ace Week recognized um, from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty two, and hopefully I get recognized this year. Um, but it's so far. It's so far. My state has done a good job with making sure that Ace Week is recognized. Um, and I and Asexual Outreach, uh, my fellow my fellow board members did a great job with making sure that we gave them like a blueprint of what we were looking for. And what what are the kind of things that you did in in Ace Week to kind of raise awareness? Uh, my mom does this tradition uh, where she bakes a cake and she posts she posts online every like Ace Week. Uh, she like come up with different cake themes and I post them online. Uh, to make people kind of like educate people on the relationship between cake and asexuality, which cake is a huge symbol in the community. And yeah, uh, apparently the cake, um, the idea of cake being like a welcoming um, thing in the ace community and a symbol, what goes back to an Avon chat board in the early 2000s. Really? Yeah. And it was used as like a, uh, I'm not going to pronounce it, but it's GIF, I guess. Like, if yeah, uh, yeah, and okay. basically that evolved over time into that and emojis and us making cakes, etc. So it's how it became a big in community. That's brilliant. That's really great. I love cakes as well. Yeah. <laughs> I can't have too many of them, but <laughs> but um, but I love cakes. Yeah. yeah, my mom was very. My mom was fascinated by the tradition of the tradition of like. Uh, uh, and like cake being part of queer culture, and I was like, yes, as- as- asexual people, asexual people. That's how we 
greet or welcome welcome people into the community and greet greet each other. Um, now garlic bread garlic bread has definitely been added into the into the mix. I don't know how that happened, but I'm I'm, I'm more I'm general I'm more of a cake person. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm a cake person for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Victoria sponge cake, especially. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys have that in the states, but like, uh, it's basically like just cake with like jam in the middle, like, and then like a bit of sugar on top, like you know whatever. It's awesome. oh, it's delicious. Um, I'm actually wanting some now, thinking about it, but because um, <laughs> I don't have it very often. Um, oh, that's fantastic! Like. Cake is a symbol. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brilliant. It's definitely a, it's definitely a, um, it's definitely one of those things where over time, how the community can like take something and just be resilient with it. And mm-hmm. it's definitely a conversation. I, when I speak to my aloe friends, uh, for those who don't know, aloe is someone who's not on the ACE spectrum. Um, yeah. But, um, my, it's definitely a conversation piece when my old friends um, usually, uh, when I describe to them what what it means to my community, and it's just like they're like, oh, I'm fascinated. Uh, majority of them are very interested in how that came to be, but you do have again, you still have those who are very kind of like, what's the big deal? But I'm kind of like, it's it's a centerpiece of a community. Mm, yeah, that's very special. Like I love that one. Almost like communities have their own language for communicating things, you know, and that's um, that's great. Yeah. Um, so, so like, yeah. Obviously, we're talking about um, asexual awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably a lot of people out there who are, maybe some people are listening who are asexual and maybe haven't come out yet and haven't shared that with anyone. Uh, or wondering whether they are asexual. Uh, what, like, what have you learned from your own experience that you want to say to people, um, like in those places at the moment? I definitely say, um, feel free to reach out to like organizations such as asexual, asexual outreach or, um, or even uh, in um, in a safe in a safe manner, of course. Um, it's definitely one of those things that helped me um, over time. Let's just say if I still I, I was out as asexual, but not to everyone at one time, and I was able to get in specific groups that helped me navigate um, of how I should come out to everyone or come out to more people. Um, having an ace friend helped out a lot, like a, a big a big time. Mm. Um, Whereas if I wasn't doing it by myself, and it's one thing, I think that's one thing that I usually make a stick in not saying, um, especially if I'm on other, um, um, if I'm describing how it came out, is it's definitely a big deal to have someone who's been through this to come out as asexual. And also make sure, make sure you have enough resources just in case something goes bad. Yeah. That's good advice. Um, I definitely would agree. Uh, for me, like it was really helpful for me to have an asexual or multiple asexual friends when, you know, uh, not only to help me see that I was on the spectrum too, but to be able to be able to, to feel comfortable talking about it. Uh, 
and um, you know talk talk about it with my family, talk about it with my friends, talk about it on social media as well. Yeah, because just seeing so many people on social media sharing that with people and being honest about that, um, and you know having those friendships to support me when I kind of you know came out publicly about it, it was um, definitely was helpful for me. Um, and there is a really good there is a really good community on Twitter actually, like that I've found. If you if you're looking if you look in the right places, um, uh, that there's a few, um, and I've had some on this podcast as well, like um, my friend L, um, uh, who's uh, you know written a lot of things, um, and she's writing a book, and they're writing a book as well um, about um, asexuality, and like this, you know, they're they're really great people, and there's some great resources as well mm-hmm. out there, um, more and more increasingly. Um, to help people uh, who are kind of wrestling with that. Yeah. Like, um, like for me, it was definitely also looking up different asexual, uh, uh, let's just say asexual people on TV uh, and their content. Um, the asexual goddess, um, Queer as Cat, and Yasmin Benoit were the three main people that I dived into the content, right into the content. And it helped me come out. Um, it helped me come out to other people, and also helped me like gain like the like the wits to like I'm asexual and I don't care. Like in terms of like uh, what people what people think. Um, uh, mm. It's definitely very important to just again not be just not be sorry about who you are. Um, it's it sounds easy, it sounds like I'm probably going to twist this up, but. It sounds easier said than done, but at the same time, it's just like we live in a world where it's just like things are shut, like things are shoved up, shoved in, I mean, at you in terms of like if you're not the majority, it's just it feels like a lot. It feels like a lot of standards are pushed pushed towards you, and whenever whenever you fight back, you get a lot of pushback, but. It's definitely worth it at the end to say I'm I'm not sorry for being asexual at all. Mm, I agree. Um, yeah, yeah, there are challenges with it, you know. But but you're right. Like I mean, as you shared in your story, that you know, once you realize who you are and you're able to own that mm-hmm. and be honest about that, it, it, it can it it can be liberating and. Uh, there, there are obviously there's there's struggles in that process, but when you actually get there, it it, it can be quite liberating. You can discover new community and new friends and um, support and everything that you wouldn't have had before. And um, so, yeah, um, I think it's really great. All the things you do, like it's um, really really important, and um, we need more more people like you doing what you do you know like um and um yeah so thank you for sharing all of that like thank you uh, and just one like i guess one for one final thing like what's the biggest lesson you've learned on your journey i make making sure that you make a lot of friends along the way because at the end of the day you could have um like a bigger family at the end like i i feel like i gain a lot of family being um who i am and just finding community like it's one of those things where i told my mom where 
you have your blood families, which sometimes it's not the best family, but uh, but uh, uh, luckily for me, I have a good relationship with my family, but I also gain another family in the process of I have so many people to speak to, uh, grow, grow, grow older with in the sense of um, just feeling like I have someone that's on my side and stuff. And it's one of those things where I very, I'm very grateful for. And I, it also helps me uh, with my work in the sense that we have such a, we have a tight knit community and it helps um, a lot too. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and where can people connect with you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Gentle Giant Ace. Um, you can find me on TikTok uh, for now, um, a Gentle Giant Ace. Um, you can actually find me on asexualoutreach.org where you can uh, connect with fellow community uh, folks. And you can also um, get into activism and advocacy for community. And, and you can find me on YouTube at Marsha John Blunt. Awesome. Fantastic. I would highly recommend checking all those out. Um, thank you, uh, Marshall, for coming on. It's been really great to have you on. Uh, thank you. Yeah, and um, thanks for sharing your story. Uh, it's, it's definitely mm-hmm. an honor. Thank you. Thank you. It's definitely an honor to be on here. Thank you. Oh, that's very kind. <laughs> um, so definitely connect with Marshall and uh, follow all those links. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>